0: Ceiling Breakers is where we showcase everyday women doing extraordinary things. It's where we pull out the unspoken stories that validate our experiences and unify us as women.
1: Join us as we defy the narrative and highlight Wichita women as non-conforming, patriarchy-shattering, ceiling-breaking leaders who empower us to own our own stories and live
0: our dreams. Alright, we're back for another episode of Ceiling Breakers with Audra and Stacey, and we're so excited for today's guest. We have Sarah Bagby from Watermark Books and Cafe. Thanks for joining us, Sarah.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, so as owner of Watermark's Watermark Books and Cafes, Sarah never runs out of suggestions for what one must read or the best gifts, uh, best book excuse me, for gift giving. Passionate about healthy communities in the state of the publishing industry, Sarah has served on several national industry boards, including the American Booksellers Association and the Alliance for Main Street Fairness. Bagby was awarded a Difference Maker Award in 2019 by Newman University for the positive impact she has ha- had in her community by elevating the quality of life, and she was awarded Small Business of the Year by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce in 2018. Just,
1: Congratulations. Yeah.
0: Just well, a, thank you. Just a little bit about Sarah. Um, yeah, so we kind of want to jump right in. Um, one thing that wasn't on the... The little bio was when did you start watermark? When did, how did, how did all this start?
2: Kind of tell us a little how bit about happened, this all start. this come together. Yeah. Well, it, it started in 1977 and, um, by a, a person who by two people who actually didn't live in Wichita mm. and I got a part-time job there and they kept mm-hmm. going back to where they were. And then there was somebody who had to go run a family business and I was there and they just kept, giving me a little more money and a little more money (laughs) to just run it. And so, you know, I felt really comfortable in the bookstore. I grew up in a house full of books with readers and I am um, an extroverted introvert, if that makes any sense. (laughs) Um, You know, I can be out there, but I really love to just, uh, the books were a way for me to connect with people. And it became a business that changed over the course of the year. I took ownership over the years. I took ownership in about 1996. Um, and it's been great. I mean, it's been different. You know, the kind of competition we have has been different. The way the business has worked has evolved. So there's always been some kind of challenge. And... Um, the business model changed so much when we added the cafe. Mm-hmm. So we've really had to be malleable, flexible, li- nimble, and um, it's worked out really well.
1: Yeah. I've always thought that working in a bookstore would be just like the ultimate quintessential <laughs> gig. Uh, you know, I know. You're just you just going to be know, books all day. and People who love books <laughs> yeah. and
2: curious Yeah, people. I mean. I'll tell you the customer base could not be better.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, it's just people who um, are, are either looking for something to read or they want to be entertained or they just want a place to go during COVID. You know, we opened maybe in May after the pandemic was, you know, um, after March, you know, 17th or whatever, we closed for two months, mm-hmm. did online sales. I mean, we were so busy. This place was a wreck. It was like a warehouse. And and then we um, opened and people came in every day. The same people would come and get their paper or get what, this or get that. But, you know, we had really great pro- protocol for COVID. And so it was a place for people to connect. I mean, it was really interesting and um that felt good
0: yeah
2: it, you know it it's hard it's a really hard business i mean the margins are just pathetic and um so you really have to be creative in the ways you sell you know are you doing bulk volumes are you working with a school are you bringing in an author are you um you know cultivating corporations and that kind of thing so there has to be a, a real balance of different kinds of sales because it, you know selling one on one through the store is the most fun but it's also has to be supported by all that other stuff
1: yeah yeah
2: so that makes sense
1: so is it true that all the menu items in the cafe are from local cookbooks
2: they're not from, lo- necessarily from local, but they are from different cookbooks that okay. we sell. sell. Very
1: yeah. cool. And, I just found that on
0: yesterday.
2: Over um, the course of, yeah. since 1996, when we moved into this location, uh, we w- when we were open, we would change the menu every month and promote a cookbook. And it's been really fun. It's also very hard. Yeah. And it's a little bit silly, really, yeah. if you're if you want to get right down to it. But I have these boxes and boxes Mm -hmm. of books, of cookbooks in the basement. Everybody's like, what are these? (laughs) I said, do not throw them away. Because I think it'd be really good, really fun to make a cookbook. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be a lot of fun. So Mm -hmm. I have that in my mind.
1: Yeah. So you talked about how um, Watermark sort of filled a need in the community during COVID. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. What about just kind of overall, just seeing the Wichita community from a 50,000-foot view? Tell us a little bit about your your vision and your feeling behind, you know, where Watermark supports the community and, and just its fit.
2: Um, I think that it is, um, okay, well, we are a community bookstore. If you look on the ground, you know, we create value in our community, there is, you know, property values are higher because we're here. When we moved into this spot, um, there were several buildings on this corner of Douglas and Oliver that were empty, but now it's full, vital. Um, The four corners are all independent bookstores primarily, or not independent bookstores, independent businesses, which is a really, um, you know, well, you guys know if you have local businesses, your community is more interesting. Yeah, you can you can do more things. Now, if you if I back up a little bit, um, you know, in terms of what we do for the community, you know, the outreach is broad, um, from schools to partnerships with, with the, both uh, you know the Chamber of Commerce or the Kansas. Uh, Leadership Center or USC 259 schools we do a lot with, then, you know, that benefits our community. And and we partner with a lot of community organizations. And then if you go back from that, we also host national authors. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've hosted Stephen King. We've hosted Louise Penny, the wonderful mystery writer. And they've never been to Kansas let alone Wichita. So we have a really good reputation in the New York publishing offices as a place that takes care of authors, that um, has cultivated a readership that is really interested in meeting authors and supporting their work. Because we really, if we host an author, we have to take care of the publisher's Mm -hmm. needs, the author's needs the community's needs because we have to be, we have to sell the books and then the store needs. So all those four things are um, in play and we're, we're very conscious of that. We um, have had to shut down our events, you know, and and pivot to online and it's very different. A lot of times it's, um, it's more, it, it, at once, it's less personal, but more personal when you're in an author's home and they're sitting there. And, you know, they tell you what's in their cup of coffee and you can see what they're doing. And for some reason, they're way more relaxed. Mm, you yeah. have a conversation between two different authors. We can have one in Great Britain and one in LA, something like that. So it's really fun that way. Yeah. But it's also not as intimate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I never would have thought about that, that Watermark is a hub for bringing mm-hmm. national attention to the Midwest and our community in Wichita. So I love that mm-hmm. you mentioned that because I, I mean,
0: I never would have thought of that. I think that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize mm-hmm. how many authors come and yeah, it's been cool. And I've done some of the virtual events and it has been fun to, to see them in their element. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. We had an event at the Orpheum with Rick Riordan. I don't know. It, oh do you have middle grade kids? You know, he's a rock star. Mm -hmm. And he has this um, character named uh, Percy Jones. And he uh, filled the Orpheum. And he would say the name of characters and people would scream. (laughs) It was the most fun. And then Jeff Kinney, who does the Wimpy Kid, Mm -hmm. you know, those. I mean, we put him in two different schools and the Orpheum and it sold out as well. So, so those kinds of things. And neither of them had ever, never thought they'd come to campus. So, I mean, I'm real proud of that. And I am glad to tell you about it because I think it is like the best known, the, the most, the best, the best kept secret that yeah, one is. of the things we do. So, yeah. Awesome. It's fun. I love
0: that. So one thing I know, and I know, Sarah, we've known each other over the years. I didn't really, mm-hmm. I usually start with that, but we've known each other from, mostly from the Douglas Design District. I used yeah. to be on the board, and we do a lot of things with um, Watermark and just obviously being a part of the district and Sarah being very active in that. But I know that you've, you've been very active in, uh, with the schools and um, just a lot of boards and things that you've been on, but it seems like you're also very like protective of your time. So how do you determine what community efforts and boards and things to give your energy to, and how do you choose what to say yes or no to? Boundaries. Yeah. We want (laughs) to learn from you. Give us all your secrets.
2: Okay. Well, for a long time, I didn't have any. And I, uh, you know, I was a parent and a business owner and this and that and the other. And, you know, it was kind of crazy. But, and I look back on it and I don't regret anything because, you do the best you can at the time. I mean, I've always kind of trusted my gut Mm -hmm. and um, you know, I've served on the library board, the library foundation board. Um, I was on the arts partners board. Um, And, and I, I guess I felt like I said what I needed to say in terms of that. And if it was, and I love those organizations, love, love, love them. But I also business. So, I kind of said what I think I needed to say. And then I just thought it's either going to go that way or there there's going to be another focus. And if, if it was the other focus, I felt like, well, other people could do that. Mm -hmm. If that, does that make any sense? Like if, Mm
1: -hmm. if
2: my, so, so I really went with what I thought I could have some influence on
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and um and that's why I sort of got involved with the book selling community and boards, because that was really something that I could uh, focus on to change some of the business practices mm-hmm. between publisher publisher and bookstores to get a better margin.
1: Yeah.
2: So, um, but one of my favorite boards I was on was the, um, uh, the women's studies department women's studies department at WSU used to have an, an advisory board and I was on that and I was president when the plaza of heroines which I don't know if you know about that but if you don't you should was um, founded and put in place at WSU Do you, are you aware of that no, the plaza I'm not oh. Oh my gosh! You need to go and look at the Center for Women's Studies. It's got this beautiful. It's a it's a place at WSU with bricks all around, and it honor you can you buy a brick for your favorite person or just somebody you want to honor. You write you can write a tribute to this person, and they keep those housed at the Women's Studies Department, and then they place bricks around this beautiful Sophia Barra of a woman that's kind of abstract she's she's um an italian sculptor who does these incredible uh incredible big sculptures but anyway it's kind of in the center of campus and if you if you know you should honestly get each other a brick and write for you <laughs> because it's the best way i mean yeah. honestly it's a hundred dollars and you yeah. get them, but it's it's a way to really think about the women that, you know, and, um, uh, impact your life. Yeah. And, you know, our relationships with each other are so important. And I mean, they refuel us, they give us a place to vent, they give us a place to just be validated and, and women's relationships are so important. Mm. I just, I, I, I just, yeah. Anyway, yeah. that was my one of my favorite, favorite I yeah. ever did. And when I went, when I was in the middle of it, I didn't think, oh, this is going to be a pinnacle. And then what? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So that was a really great time. There were lots of wonderful women involved. And and um, so, yeah.
1: I love hearing about that. I, I had no clue. And um, I actually run a women's leadership collective called The Thread.
2: Mm-hmm. So that's okay, very yes. much up yes. my alley. <laughs> I've heard of that. Okay. I've heard, I mean, I've read about it. So great. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. <laughs> yes. Okay. beautiful. Well, and I like what you said about, you know, sometimes. Because I think a lot of times we fight to have a seat at the table, sometimes, or we just want, or we say yes to everything because we just want to be a part of everything. I know I've done that a lot, where then I have to step step back and think. Well, maybe I maybe I've done my part, like you said. You you said what you have to say, or maybe or maybe I'm not the person to be the, the best person to be in this seat. Maybe mm-hmm. I should give my seat to somebody else. Yeah. Um. Or so, you know, some of these boards too, where you like you're on forever. It's like I, I like term limits. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. well, sometimes. I know you, that's you know, a really good idea. It's time
2: to because... you know get
0: fresh ideas and things, and it's like we have to be able to to know when that's right and do what's right for us and right for that organization. Mm-hmm. So.
2: And it, your world doesn't fall apart when yeah. you say no. I, I mean, that's been, <laughs> I, and I act like it's real, I'm real cavalier right now about it because I'm older and I I just know. But at the time I made those decisions, you know, I really worried about my relevancy or, yeah. I be, you know, whether I was valid or needed because sometimes we just need, reinforcement more. And, and I think women do particularly. Yeah. You just need to know that what you're doing matters. Yeah. So, um, and, and I think also it's really important to remember, um, you know, during COVID when COVID came, it was, I mean, it's been awful, but it was also a time to re-examine every single thing we were doing. Yeah. And it, it in that respect, it's been a real, um, you know, kind of a um, an opportunity, and we've got give, been given permission to cut things back because we've had to. But then we look at it and think, well, why were we doing that in the first place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's really been great. So uh, when I say I say no to things, it used to not be as as uh, seamless as it is now.
1: I really love your barometer, if you will, of, you know, is it in your gut? Do you feel that passion? Because if you do, okay, mm-hmm. that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But if you really don't at the highest level, you know, give mm-hmm. that to someone else, let someone else leave that charge, because there is someone out there who does feel that passion at that or that gut, you know, feeling about the opportunity <sighs> that you might be given.
2: Right, right. And and that's not to say that you shouldn't try as hard as you can at your passion. I mean, yeah, it's it's really important because there might be somebody out there who's more passionate. Mm-hmm. And there probably is mm-hmm. if if I'm not going in the direction that it's going. And and I don't want to say that as if I didn't get my way. It's not that. It's just like, well, my energy can be spent over here mm-hmm. instead. It's not a it's not a dismissal, it's more of a pivot. Yeah.
1: yeah. And energy its one of the most <laughs> valuable, I mean, you know, we talk about uh, yeah. time and money, but really energy, you know, is, mm-hmm. is the biggest.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And you were going to ask me about the ceiling breakers and what, what, you know, the glass ceiling and, and how we can talk about it. Or I can't remember what the question was, yeah. but
0: it's like, We call it, like, what are your efforts to help break the ceiling for women in Wichita? Like, what have you... I know it's hard to talk about yourself that way, but how do you think that you've done that? I mean, we think you've done that. How do you think you've done that over the years?
2: Well, I mean, I think I didn't think about it a lot. I just was driven and um, was successful in certain ways, and especially in my industry, because I don't have you know, a peer group of people who do the same things that I do in, in the, in town, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, I know a lot of people who have retail stores and, and Stacy, you have a restaurant. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, um, you know, when you can get with somebody who does the same thing you do and, or someone who validates it from outside of what, you know, somebody was going to trust me with Stephen King, that's very validating, you know, but but I haven't thought about it. But then I did think about, okay, when is it broken? You know, like when is it just broken? And that would be when we don't have to talk about it anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah.
2: But boy, we've come a long way, but we, there is so much to do Yeah. for women, professional women and, and, uh, You know, there are so many people in Wichita that I just really admire that have gone um, for things that wouldn't have been available to me or you if they hadn't gone ahead of us. And I don't know, I published a book in um, maybe 10 years ago, maybe, no, it's been more than that. I I can't remember what year, but it's called Radiating Like a Stone. Mm -hmm. And it's stories of women from the seventies. Do you guys have you guys read it? Yes.
1: I have not, but I'm going to
0: give you. I'll let it, you borrow my copy. Okay.
2: Or you, I know where you can buy one.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. Um,
2: so, I mean, it's a social history of the feminist movement in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. And when you read this book, I mean, when it was published, it didn't seem that long ago. But now it's been 50 years, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a, wow. it's amazing that it's been that long ago, and you read these stories of these women and. 65 different women and their oral just kind of histories or um, episodes in their lives. And I mean, you read stories of somebody who, you know, wanted to get credit and a woman, she wanted to have a credit rating and she couldn't get credit to buy um, something like a house or anything. So, she told that she wanted to buy a fur coat. Mm-hmm. And they loaned her the money. And get and and her gift was a pot holder. Oh my gosh. And mm-hmm. they couldn't get a library card. yep
1: Yeah.
2: That's just I mean it, it's just astounding. And and so but 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 um you know, I kind of had aspirations for this book and I didn't want to put witch on the title. But the editor Murnro, who has, mm-hmm. you know, been an amazing person in this yes. woman in this community um, said no we have to have witch time at Sarah that's all it is and so we kind of chopped it around to some publishers because I really didn't want to it's really hard to make a great book it's really it's I just know and so I'm like I don't know I don't know and nobody would take it and I think because the word witch I was in it I'm not naive and so I just did it and it was one of the most I'm, I'm really proud of that mm. And um, it's been used at WSU in women's studies. It was adopted as a textbook. And um, for these women, some of them to have that story told and, and have it be taken so seriously that it's in a bo- collected volume that's available is, was um, remarkable. So I'm really proud of that.
0: Well, and you should be because that's the only way, you know, a lot of us would know about it because it wasn't, mm-hmm. not everything mm-hmm. was written down. Right. Or, you know, right. We, didn't have, right. we didn't have ways to, to, like we do now, we can keep track of things, we can post things on social media, right. and we can have a have a paper trail where we didn't do that. And Mernro was a, she was a um, speaker at the, we, we she got, for the Know Your Worth conference, I was, I'm on mm-hmm. that committee, and she, mm-hmm. she doesn't leave her house much. Is she still, she's still with us?
2: Yes, okay. she's, she's, like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah she is yes. she she doesn't leave her house much, is. but
0: she did for that and it was it was powerful re- it was one of like the coolest moments I've ever had and of course I love women's studies and women's history and everything and to have her there so um yeah so, yes. so if you wouldn't have published that book um that's what I was going to bring up when you were like oh I don't know because I knew you didn't want to talk about I was like she's not we we're talking about the we always ask everybody the about the ceiling breaking question and not everybody likes to most women don't like to talk about themselves anyway and everyone's uh-huh. very humble and i said sarah's not gonna like that she's not gonna like this question but i was <laughs> gonna bring up the radiating like a stone if you if you did not bring it up so i'm glad that you oh did. thank glad you, that you thank
2: that. you i'm glad you know about it but i'm so proud of it
0: yeah i'm definitely gonna have to check that out yes
1: so what ordinary
2: and, and you know a, a a project for the thread might be to you mm-hmm. know yeah read it well, read it, but also maybe do another one. I mean, do the 90s. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, I do another day de- because, because we don't, if you live in a big community, I mean, I just, this is one of those things I see. If you live in New York, for example, you're going to have a million novels. You're going to have a million narratives, a million stories about your place that are validating. Yeah. And we don't have that many stories about our place and that right. aren't real personal and that yeah. That yeah. aren't um, validating, you know. There are a few yeah. novels and a few middle grade books, mm-hmm. but I, I just think it's so important. And especially, you know, as a kid, I never thought about my place, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and I think narrative is so important. So I think Marn just asked people to write an essay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Like well, if you identify, and they did all the work basically. Yeah, that'd be so. great for
0: the thread. And yeah. we want to do a ceiling breakers book eventually. I mean, yeah, we were th- we get oh, to have all these good. great discussions, and just kind of keeping yeah. track of all of it. So that's definitely on our. We said it. Yep. <laughs> it's on here, okay, so we got to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: and there is something um, in you... town
0: currently working
1: on. um I think uh, women of color and, and uh, a book all about oh, which women. Okay. And I have it just is
2: there good, good, good. someone
1: is working on it, yeah. And I, yeah, it just came yeah. into my my head and my world. So I I'm oh. sorry, that I don't can't announce it. I don't know if they'd even want to be announced, but I yeah. did just hear about that. So that's exciting. Oh,
2: that is exciting. I'm yeah. really happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important.
1: Well, I think you're so right about the narrative and and our mm-hmm. just being represented. I hadn't thought about that. That you do get so much pride when your town, your place is represented. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I lived in a couple other places, one of them being Honolulu, Hawaii, and it is super mm-hmm. cool, you know, when you see film crews mm-hmm. there, or, you know, you read these books, and Hawaii's the place, and, and then, like, um, Crazy Rich Asians is one of those books where <laughs> one of the people yeah. was in Honolulu, Hawaii, and you know, they lived uh-huh. in this neighborhood called Diamond Head, and I was like, oh, I know where that is, and so that was, yeah. I just think yeah. that's, it's, Im- that is important. I'd never thought mm-hmm. of it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah
2: even fiction and and mm-hmm. and you know at once I mean uh, there's a book that came out a couple of years ago Heartland by Sarah Smarsh, mm-hmm. and it's a memoir about her um, it's a memoir mm-hmm. and um, it's it's so good yeah. but but at the same you know and she grew up on a farm she was really poor it, you know mm-hmm. it's her story. Mm-hmm.
0: And she's and she's, but, she's younger too, and so she you can relate to a lot of the things that when she was growing up. It's a really good story.
2: She yeah. just turned forty, but at the yeah. same time, then people will say because there aren't more. Yeah, it's like, well, that's not how my experience was. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of dis- just you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. we want enough that nobody's yes. is dismissed.
0: You gotta yeah, get more of the more of the stories yeah. out
2: there. I don't know how to do that, but it's my dream. it's my dream. Create, my more,
0: dream. create more writers.
2: Yeah. More people mm-hmm. to tell their
1: stories. yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, mm. what else do so you want to talk what, about? What,
1: to kind of finalize our conversation yeah. and put a cap on it, um, and wrap it up with a bow. What ordinary <laughs> extraordinary thing are you currently doing?
2: Oh. Um, uh, ordinary extraordinary.
0: Part of what we do with ceiling breakers is we highlight just you know ordinary women that doing extraordinary things and a lot of time like I said we're humble we don't Mm -hmm. think they're extraordinary but what's just a project that you're working on or something that you're that you're doing for for your customers yourself for the community mm -hmm.
2: well I would say that one it's just keeping the store strong Mm -hmm. and vital and um keep the staff engaged and I mean that's my biggest concern is my staff Mm -hmm. and um, at this point it's just keeping them safe, keeping it so that we have enough that we're not just tired every day. We reduced our hours so that we're not all so tired all the time. I mean but we also open on Sundays Mm -hmm. and in this climate and especially during COVID a lot of stores closed And we didn't, we did did really well, we pivoted well, we worked really hard and and we kind of changed the business model somewhat. But the other thing we're doing is just raising money for a project that we have. Uh, There's a fund at the Community Foundation and it's called Authors in Schools. And it's so that we can bring an author to a school and make sure that every kid in that school goes home with a signed book by that author. Yeah. And we've done it. We did it virtually over the past um, year. And it, and the, the reason we did it, we, the reason we came up with this was because we were bringing a lot of authors, middle grade or juvenile authors to schools. Um, you know, our burden when we bring an author is to make sure we have enough book sales that it supports mm-hmm. the publisher's effort to get the author here. Yeah. And... Um, it seems like it'd be an easy thing, and it's really not. So we were ending up going to a lot of affluent schools or private schools, and we're just like, well, let's. And people we'll leave without a book. Yeah. And so we thought we just really need to start this nonprofit, and and we have a campaign. And I, it, the generosity of people. I mean, somebody just came in and added not just a few pennies, but you know, mm-hmm. 20, ten or twenty You know, whatever. And that that just is um, when they get their books, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. And the, I'll, I'll tell you what else authors love to go to those schools, those Title One schools, mm-hmm. because, and I don't want to sound um, like like people. Some people aren't important, but they're so open to the experience because they haven't experienced as much as. you know somebody else with um, you know access to privilege and that kind of thing yeah so it's Mm really 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 validating it's really cool cool. and we also do another project like that with middle schools with the Assistance League and and they just Mm -hmm. bought you know it's hundreds and hundreds of copies of books and so if they just go directly to the school the schools don't have to pay for anything I think they contribute maybe two dollars a book or something so that that's fun yeah it's great yeah yeah
0: sounds like it's very rewarding and yeah definitely extraordinary yes (laughs) definitely extraordinary thank you
2: thank you yes
1: well thank you so much for coming on today we really enjoyed our conversation with you how can listeners find you and follow you and support watermark books
2: well they can find me in the store Mm -hmm. 4701 east douglas in lincoln heights village Mm -hmm. um they, we have a, a web page that's pretty robust, and you can also order books on it, uh, watermarkbooks.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really on social media much. Mm-hmm. Um, I I find that I get too distracted, and I want to read. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I know that sounds kind of yeah. you know. I can, I mean, you know, an hour is gone, and then yeah. two hours gone. Pretty soon you're like, oh. <laughs> Well, have we book over there on my stack.
1: We have to ask you now, how yeah. many books do you read a year?
2: Oh, that's such a, I don't know. I do not know. If I get, if I'm really on a roll, I can do two in a week, but mostly I'm a slow reader compared to some of my friends. I mean, they are just like, <laughs> so, so I read, um, at least one a week, but wow. probably more. Yeah.
1: Wow. And,
2: and, um,
1: so maybe 75 a year is safe to say.
2: Seventy five, eighty, yeah. Wow, that'd be wow. good. That'd be good. Yeah.
0: Do you feel? Well, do you get to read every book? I mean, you try to read every book that comes in, every like new releases. Oh or? No, no,
2: no, no, no. And you know, this is a thing. We are. Um, we have a little bit of a rep. We well, we have a reputation as tastemakers here. Yes. So we get a lot of books from people that want to, you know, it's like, read this. I know it's going to be the next so-and-so, this, 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 and this. It's an embarrassment of riches. I get it. You know, we get, we get books from editors and and agents and, and all this stuff. And, you know, you really, I mean, I go home with more books than, I I don't know where I think the time's going to come from, Mm -hmm. but I do want to read it. Or as I have a joke now that I say, I want to have read that book.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, I, I'm I can sure. relate to that. Whenever I go in the <laughs> store, I think there's no. Well, and and you guys do read. They, so they they'll put like they like when you go to the website, you'll see yeah. like, too, like who who's... staff. Like staff picks, and yeah, Yeah. and you start talking about books, and they'll all chime in on, like, all these, but it's like, how do you read? But, I mean, that's, when that's your world, of course, that makes sense, but it's like, yeah, we got to, like, step up. The rest of us have to step up our game. Yeah. (laughs) Uh
2: Yeah. Well, we can sure help you find stuff. Um, We do have a morning meeting. Every morning at 830, we have a meeting, and we all talk about what we're reading, so. Oh,
0: that's awesome. um, That's so fun.
2: And we have a lot to say.
0: Yeah. yeah. And you have I a great team. She mentioned I know you mentioned that that um you know, your your team is what's most important and you do have a really great team. So you go in there oh, and thanks. everyone's very helpful and, mm-hmm. and just and great and very passionate about what what's going on there. So everybody check out Watermark Books if you're not already, online and in person. And definitely um follow seal follows, breakers
1: mm-hmm. like us on social media mm-hmm. share Absolutely. your favorite moments from this conversation yes. or your favorite books what you're reading what's
0: yeah. coming up for the fall oh just...
2: that'd be so fun yeah, yeah. tell us yeah. what you're
0: reading yep. and we'll talk to you soon so we're gonna get off here and see you next time hey okay, thank you